Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Salam everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. Joining you from Manila. You know, we are in the tail end of Ramadan. When this episode is aired, we would have already celebrated the end of Ramadan or Idil Fitir, as it's called in the, uh, in the Arab world. Here in Southeast Asia, in the Malay communities, we always greet each other by saying, Happy Hari Raya. But now more and more, we are using the Arabic greeting, which is Idil uh, Fitir Karim, or Happy uh, Happy Eid. Last, um, last week, some good news during this Holy Ramadan season came from the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region of Muslim Mindanao. For those of you who have been following the developments in Muslim Mindanao, in uh, the Muslim communities of the Philippines, we had a peace agreement between our government and the Moro Islamic Liberation Front that created the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region for Muslim Mindanao or BARM. This is an interesting uh, region because the governance system in BARM is different from the national governance system. In BARM, it's parliamentary. So there is uh, going to be a Bangsamoro parliament. As of now, it's still in transition. So they have the Bangsamoro transition authority. At the national level, it's a presidential system which we uh, modeled after the American uh, system. Last week, on April 12, the Bangsamoro officials unveiled their development plan for 2023 to 2028. 
and among the targets uh, of the plan was to bring down the poverty incidence in Bangsamoro by 20 to 25 percent within six years. Very ambitious because the provinces of the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region have always been among the poorest in the Philippines, not because we don't have the resources, not because our people don't have entrepreneurial skills, but largely because we were conflict-affected and also because we were marginalized. So we didn't really get so much attention from national government. Well, that's changing after the, uh, the peace agreement. According to the Philippine Statistics Authority, poverty incidence in the region has been on a downtrend. It decreased from 55.9% in 2018 to 39.4% in 2021. That's a remarkable performance. So it's really possible that we could lower the incidence, the poverty incidence further. But there are so many challenges. And uh, if you recall, almost, no, over five years ago, there was a huge armed conflict in a city called Marawi. And for a couple of months, violent extremists held the Philippine government hostage. And in those couple of months, Marawi City was bombed. And it's such a sad thing to see because Marawi City is beautiful. It's up in the mountains. There's a beautiful lake, Lake Lanao, right beside it. And I love going there to work with the women, to work with uh, with illiterates. And it's so shocking to see the state that Marawi City is in. It's been more than five years since the Marawi siege. And the people of Marawi who were residents of the bomb area, which they call Ground Zero, they haven't returned to their city. They're scattered all over the place. Many are living with relatives outside of uh, Muslim Mindanao. Uh, there are those who have been lucky enough to have been supported by government in uh, temporary uh, settlement uh, areas. And I always wonder, how are my brothers and sisters in Marawi observing Ramadan? How are they going to celebrate the end of Ramadan? How would they celebrate Idifitir? Today, we have invited a very good friend, uh, aspiring political leader. Well, not aspiring. She is a political leader, although she lost her run uh, for the Senate uh, last year. But she can give us tremendous insights on the situation in Marawi City as well as in the Bangsamoro. For today, 
we are going to be joined by Samira Utuk Tumawis. Samira, or Sam, as her friends call her, is a former Assemblywoman of the Autonomous Regions Legislative, Regional Legislative Assembly, and a former member of the Bangsamoro Transition Commission. She is a fierce advocate for Marawi, for its internally displaced peoples or IDPs, for women, for peace. She is co-founder and chairperson of Akobakwit, which means I am uh, Evakwi, which promotes the rights and welfare of IDPs. She is also the spokesperson for the Ranau Rescue Team, which provides relief and legal assistance to citizens who have fled because of the Marawi siege. I have known Sam for such a long time. If I tell you how long, you'd know how old I am. But I've known Sam since she was a, a student, a very vocal and beautiful young student from, uh, from Marawi. Welcome to She Talks Peace. Thank you very much. Salam alaikum. Alaikum wassalam. How are you? How are you, Sam? President Amina, we are hungry, both hungry, very... Uh, Joyful and excited for Eid in two days, <laughs> inshallah. You're looking very, very good, Sam. Here in Iligan City, this is the site and host of a uh, majority of the 500,000 evacuees in 2017. Now we've uh, gone down to 80,000 evacuees who are spread all over the country. So uh, we are in Iligan. This is a 45 kilometer plus, uh, plus uh, from Marawi. You know, some last month, I went up to Marawi City. And that was the first Thank time you. that I had been there since uh, the pandemic. So that's more than three years. Mm -hmm. And when I went there, yes. I was really shocked. On one hand, I was happy to see that roads were already built in Ground Zero. I was very happy to see that uh, there was a big mosque that had been constructed. There was a cultural center. There was a stadium uh, near Lake, near Lake Lanao. But I was so shocked and unhappy to see that the residents haven't gone back to build their homes. And some, it's been more than five years. So what's yes, going it's the sixth Ramadan. What's going it's on? Sixth tell us, tell us what's going yes. on. Yes, five cabinet secretaries uh, in the first months of the siege even arrived just to dialogue with us evacuee leaders because re uh, of the lack really of a national law on refugees or internally displaced because refugees is country to country. We're talking internally displaced persons. And you're from Sulu, President Amina, and you understand the value of looking into displaced persons no, of uh, the islands. And we, uh, having uh, evacuated to various parts of the country, we don't have that category under national laws or the DSWD for displaced persons. But we thank Senator Lawrence. She did place a new uh, push for a new category under DSWD now, which is called AICS, Assistance to Individuals in Crisis, but it's not enough. 
of course, Ma'am Amina. So the United Nations uh, notes that home-based evacuees, not just evacuees in shelters, are evacuees. And so this is the from the worst urban destruction of modern Philippine democracy uh, in the year 2017, where um, Daulia, Islamia, uh, and their co-mounted uh, co group, co-groups uh, in Marawi uh, had a confrontation with uh, the army policemen uh, and took um, confrontation, and the armed confrontation led to uh, five months, um, five months armed confrontation. The word attack uh, seems to be questioned no, by uh, locals and residents because they said um, it's an armed confrontation between both sides. Right, right. You know? So there hasn't, been, yeah, there hasn't been any Senate inquiry to this, but we're thanking uh, the Senate for looking into the value of passing the Marawi board law, Marawi uh, compensation law, uh, Madam Chair. Six years, almost six years into evacuation from the worst urban attack in the Philippines, worst urban incident uh, destruction in Marawi City. We're looking at an implementation of the Marawi compensation law only this year, but not totally this year because there's no budget in the 2023 for awarding claims of uh, applicants not to household damages, whether artifacts were lost. There will be full implementation, I guess, by next year because data inventory gathering will be this year. So we're talking about household evacuees, ma'am. We're talking about uh, shelter evacuees, thousands that are spread across Iligan, Lanao, Cagayan de Oro urban centers of Mindanao and Manila and elsewhere. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Um, um, yesterday, I was at an iftar that was hosted by the Office of the Presidential Advisor on Peace, Reconciliation, and Unity. And there, I met two of the women who worked closely with you on Akobakit. And they were telling me, Sam, that they themselves are IDPs, they are bakwit or evacuees, but they cannot receive any assistance because their names are not on the list. So what's going on, Sam? I mean, it's been more than five years. The World Bank has supported uh, listing, right? Who are the the evacuees, um, Steve Munsey's group, um, CFSI, and so many others. Local government has been working on creating that directory. So why, more than five years hence, do we still have this problem where there are so many who say that they are not listed and therefore they cannot receive assistance? 
What's happening, Sam? So because there's no agency that uh, really focuses on IDPs because we don't have that law, ma'am, in place. There's no focus on them. There's no uh, monitoring of them. There's no taking care of this sector. So right after President uh, Duterte declared the liberation on October 2017 of Marawi City, five months later, February, there was no more food, food that was delivered as humanitarian assistance per household or per shelter. So we're talking about humanitarian agencies, UN, OSAID, everyone who are donating churches. Uh, you, ma'am, you, you shared so much to us as rescue team in, in uh, Iligan uh, that we we're distributing per community that we could reach and people who arrive to us, IDPs. So there's no uh, full focus of DSWD because they have so many people to take care of and there's no uh, budget nga allocation. This is what I don't understand, Sam. When we had those huge mega typhoons, those super typhoons that destroyed cities and provinces in the Visayas, you had a system led by DSWD and the Disaster Risk um, a Mitigation Group led by, uh, I think, National Defense. And they were able to provide a systematic flow of assistance, so much so that uh, a year after, the cities that had been leveled to the ground were able to start coming back to life. So why wasn't that system utilized for Marawi? I think, ma'am, it's far from sight, far from media. Ah. Far from sight, far from service. And therefore, when, you know, the shelter, the shelter evacuees don't have Wi-Fi, there's no space for sharing their sentiments, grievances, pregnant women giving birth without access to health services, children who are malnourished, they're not being, a, they're not, you know, we are seeing Afghanistan right in front of us where uh, there's exchange of fire still sometimes. So there's just little information sometimes that comes out. But, ma'am, let me just say that the task force, Bahon Marawi, when we do submit some cases of missing and dead claimants, mm -hmm. they do try to entertain, but they're just saying that the budget is just not enough. We don't have the necessary cap or uh, allocation that can fully address all that are needing 100,000 or 500,000 or what. I was in Tokyo for the ASEAN Japan Symposium for 50 years of celebrating uh, Japan. And we did talk about IDP. So we're bringing it, ma'am, not just to the United Nations Intercessional Forum where we were invited by rapporteur Cecil Jimenez uh, years back mm -hmm. and in Ukraine. But we bring it also to Japan, which is looking into ways on how to address not just uh, security sec uh, security concerns you know, with America-China looming, but also IDPs, which are the unheard. I'm glad you were able to make it to, uh, to that meeting. It's important, I think, for the voices of the evacuees, of the Bakwit, to be heard. Because as you said, out of sight, out of mind. If there's no media... Yes, to share your stories, then you're not heard. And you know, Sam, before this chat of ours, I actually went online to look for news about Marawi. Can you believe, Sam, that I only saw a few news items and that was from two, three months ago? 
For a community of conflict, Ma'am Aminad, we don't have protection laws in place. For a centuries-old country with conflicts in place, 300 years from Spanish, 45 America, and even the Japanese, we told the symposium of Japan, you were our colonizer, but did you help us preserve the structures, the museums, heritage sites mm. that could have reminded the Japanese youth, the Filipino youth, the ASEAN youth, which you, Mama Cabinet Secretary, helped in the SEAP, the Ship for Southeast Asian Youth Program. That's the only program I could cite that the Japan helped because that was what I was familiar with, with what you led when you it was your time. Because you were one of the participating youth leaders. On the, I was with the youth parliament. On the, yeah. I was with the youth parliament. <laughs> So, so yes, you have been moving around the, the temporary housing areas of our Bakwit from Marawi. Sam, how are they celebrating Ramadan? Sadly, uh, in, uh, if it's mosque-based, ma'am, the mosque gathers them and they would put down their rugs together, the women at the back, uh, the men leading the prayers, an imam, and uh, there will be... Um, Every household, I think, returns back because there's just few sponsors, Ma'am Amina. I mean, not everyone is like you or uh, humanitarian groups that are able to share a peso for an iftar, no, for uh, for a breaking here, uh, eat breaking. So uh, today, uh, there's a uh, USA donor, donor, and she she gave out this. I love Marawi donors of US donated for kind of a little cash aid. So every day is a struggle to to push for a collective. Uh, Eid, ma'am. So it's not going to happen. I think that many evacuees will be able to join our mayor and uh, families in a ground zero iftar, although uh, or Eid. But the, this will be the first, I think, after COVID lockdowns that there is a call out by the Sultan of Marawi, uh, Sultanate of Marawi, that there will be a Eid, public Eid in a Masjid Dansalan, where the hostage taking was done mm -hmm. in the 2017. Very symbolic of that, ma'am president. Yeah. Sam, you remember when when we were younger, how our families would uh, celebrate Ramadan? How, we, how would we do our, our iftar? And I remember growing up, my mom would make sure that we had really nice food. We would have santan. Yeah. Do you have santan also? Do you, do you make yeah. santan? It's that uh, onion, onion black rice sweet soup. soup. With coconut soup, black coconut, soup, no, no. It's sweet. Yellow soup, coconut, coconut uh, milk. Chicken, it has uh, eggs, coconut milk, brown yeah, We don't sugar. have the, but you have it. Yes, that's uniquely tau soup. Yeah. <laughs> but we have I the piano. so, because in the <laughs> islands, we would always have uh, something because that was a very quick uh, delivery yeah. of, of calories. And we, and this is the thing. My mom would only cook santan for the Ramadan. And I was wondering, why can't we have oh, yeah. santan at any time <laughs> during the year? Because it's so easy But she would always, she would always tell us, it may be easy to make, but it is better that you look forward to it. So there's oh, something so to look forward to when you celebrate. <laughs> Ramadan. Wonderful. Yes, so it's a collective group. Yeah. Yeah. So what what's your best memory 
of Ramadan when you were growing oh. up in Marawi, long before the seeds. Oh, yes. Uh, well, growing up in Saudi, siyempre in the parks, uh, we would go to the parks near the waters, wow. uh, the, the Nile, <laughs> this blue sea wow. of Saudi. And in in uh, Marawi, ma'am, it's really uh, going into a mosque and being with the community, praying with them, and of course, going back to the house with family members, uh, sharing, no? Parang patlak yan eh. Uh, each one shares. That's right. That's <laughs> wonderful. Right. You bring the dish that you're good at making. So I suppose, Samira, in your case, what? You'd be, yeah. cook, you'd be cooking rendang? Ay, nako. Hindi cook ito. She's not a cook. Uh, Sam is not a cook. I eat. You eat. But uh, thank God for uh, family, my in-laws, who are great cooks, a great team. <laughs> you're very lucky. That you've got somebody I'm who's going to take care of preparing all of those wonderful Maranao food for your for your iftar. Mom, can I mention, Mom Amina, just the Christian community first of all that were uh-huh. in one with us. Many were always uh, saying, "Hey, thank you for you know, like showing us the kindness of fasting or compassion of it." And our Christian kasambahays who are waking up post midnight right. just to cook. So I'd like to honor them in this moment. Thank you very much. Right. And it seems, Sam, that uh, more and more our friends in our interfaith communities are really getting involved in uh, in arts. If you were in Manila, I'm sure you would attend because uh, we're going to be having um, an (laughs) iftar with our friends. When you were in the uh, assembly, you and your colleagues would organize a Ramadan festival at the site of the yes, Muslim region. And you would have food. You Thank you. Have food. Food. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. As, as the principal reminds us, food brings people together. Yes. So it really brings Cotabato, the, the arm then, uh, to come visit and see the lights, see peoples and their culture, wearing uh, our costumes, our, our ethnic attires. Food is uh, popular as a uh, uh, project no, of administration or the... Yes, uh, food is popularly done as a coming together uh, I don't know, mechanism, but fashion, which I am working on. Uh, Langkit, the Tausog Sabil, uh, these are things we are showing to New York Fashion Week, which, where we were last February, uh, to you know, jumpstart economy. <laughs> Sam, to help in the let's, economy. Uh, let's talk about the Bagsamoro development plan and the ambitious target of reducing poverty incidents. What do you think about that? Uh, what suggestions can you give to the regional government on programs that can really help reduce uh, poverty incidents in our provinces? Well, we talked about with DBM Secretary the issue of uh, uh, still assisting the minorities. So there really is affirmative action programming for the Bangsamoro in the country. Uh, in the road or development map, we look at how good governance can be something that the MILF leadership can inject. No? They call it the Sirat al-Mustaqim, the straight path, as a philosophy for this ro- roadmap or the, the plans. And uh, uh, I, as a young person who would like to see j- more job summits, more uh, hiring of uh, qualified people in, uh, in the bar bureaucracy, although uh, there's just too many, ma'am. There's so, just so many talent out there. So the roadmap should be able to harness uh, all the best and qualified. And we're hoping that the targets of, uh, 
you know, financial literacy, banking. These are basics that need are needed in development. So uh, I'm looking at that because we came from the banking sector. We know that when you support women, uh, there's really going to be a jump start or rolling of development. I'm glad you brought up the the issue of uh, women's participation. The Bangsoro Electorate Code uh, was quite successful in giving us uh, more room for participation by including that uh, quota, that 30% right, of uh, seats, of, of uh, positions, and the women, uh, of, of people running for uh, elections, 30% should be women. And that's something that you don't see in the whole country, only in the Bangsamoro um, Autonomous Region. I was just thinking, because you're so plugged in to politics at the, at the local level, this idea about 30% of the uh, candidates being women, do you think that's really going to be successful in Lanao, in Maguindanao, and the other Muslim provinces? Or are we going to see that the women who will be running will be mostly relatives of, uh, of politicians? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to the Comelec, Madam President Amina, because we pushed for 50-50 yeah. in our discussions as uh, watchdogs, as women uh, activists. Uh, but if uh, 30% is pushed, we look at law schools, we look at the um, uh, Division of Student Affairs, the alumni of Mindanao State University, the numbering, the the inventory of numbers. And it's really women who are top-notchers in education, in all these courses, in, uh, I'm sure, public administration so uh, and law school. Well, we looked at two bar top notchers, the Muslim women, in the past twenty years but or fifteen will they years. Win so definitely, them? will they win? Will they win? If they, uh, one of the push that we uh, asked for the barn code is for subsidy to pre- be provided the organizations or the uh, um, set, the party organizations that will be organized, especially the marginalized sectors, which include women. And I don't know if that has been passed. A support for their campaigning because I mean financial allocation, which we see in other countries. Uh, but I don't know if that was passed. And we're hoping organizing the MILF UBJP party looks uh, at this, and they're, they're doing women organizing anyway in the MILF. Are you organizing women to become uh, a political base? Um, because I think somebody should be doing that trying to bring Bangsamoro women together to become a force. Are you, are you going to That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, we have to. We have to do this. Um, we, uh, as IDPs, of course, are limited by uh, physical and, uh, and all other limitations and logistics. But we do have to because, as we did say in the IDP forums, uh, summits, uh, without voting rights, without political rights, there is no IDP rights because you cannot voice out our allocation rights or our projects or programs. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Let's go back to Paul Pakwit. So you've been you've been running the the programs um, of Ako Bakwit for for many years now, and um, you have to rely on on the support of the donor community, uh, hopefully local governments. For those of us who you know, for the listeners who may be desirous of helping the evacuees of uh, Marawi City. Uh, how can they help you? And what particular program would you like them to support for the Marawi evacuees? President Amina, we had one time a laptop access or gadgets. Uh, um, this, uh, I'm so low tech. What do you call this uh, kind of uh, gadgets now? These were donated by, yes, tablets. These were donated by Smart Globe. Uh, some donors were able to grant about 20 at one time to families, evacuee families that could benefit their whole household, especially the children. And we looked at families with 10 or so uh, children so that it benefits many. So uh, we also had that the Outstanding Women Nation Service do this. So these are specific groups and institutions like Globe and Smart who would want to help on uh, literacy education. And we urge the world that uh, it's really about the young people we don't want them to go join the so-called daula that uh, are the black, we call the men in black because of the siege. That it, it is what happened. There were young people who were with zeal, believed that the Christians are enemies. And so they did what they did no, uh, against government. Um, so we were d- destroyed, uh, distra- this the whole community, Why do you uh, ground zero. So, Why do you call them men in black? Men in black because they were uh, the flags. The flags that they had symbol symbolisms are are black, and they wore black. Uh, they were black, so it was like a. Uh, they really were like a mysterious grouping <laughs> that were we see only on TV. Uh, they took over the hospital, the police stations at that time because they they of course they said they also claimed that they were reacting to the attack, so called attack of government. So you're you're uh, really keen on uh, getting more support so that the evacuees and their families can have connectivity. I'm glad you mentioned that, Sam. Yes, ma'am. Because um, yes, ma'am. Right after the siege, we did together with the social weather stations a survey, and you know what? In the the survey, they found out that. Uh, a majority of the evacuees were spending money on connectivity. So they were spending it for a Globe or Smart so that they could go online. So and I kept thinking, if the evacuees yes, who had so, so little money were spending just so they could be connected, this tells us uh, it's, it's a revelation. Because if you are an evacuee and you have been an evacuee for so many years now and you have got um, extremist groups 
who want to manipulate you by telling you that your suffering is unjust, they go online and they can recruit from among the the evacuees. What do you think government should be doing, Sam, to neutralize this recruitment going on online and specially targeted at the victims? Well, but it's not just uh, getting young people to be uh, actively looking at the Philippine military. PNP has also sources of jobs or employment. Uh, we're looking at an active relationship building by the security sector with the community. Not that the government will be intel or the security sector acts as spies in the community. No, we're looking at genuine, authentic uh, relationship building and them knowing our culture. They spending time with iftars, why Arabic is important to us, why Quran's message as uh, PCID, Philippine Council for Islam and Democracy, has pushed for common word. These are things that the army, police need to know about too. And the same wise for for the community, the evacuees, to also see why security, uh, peace, tolerance is also a must to know. So you're saying, Sam, that our security sector the soldiers, the the military, the police, they really have to be uh, better trained when it comes to dialogue and, and peace uh, education. There's no allotment. But uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you look at the their doctrine, their schools of doctrine, and uh, we were an army advisor, and we did push for this topic on peace building. Yeah, yeah. And yet... And culture. And yet... The uh, Department of National Defense and the AFP, they do have um, a group under J7 that looks at peace programs, that looks at interfaith. So what you're saying is this is not uh, provided enough resources so that they can really reach out to the community and start the process of dialogue. They call it Bayanihan. They call it the Philippine Civilian Relation. They... BNP, the Army as civilian relations units, but the common complaint is that they don't have allocated money for activities. So uh, they need more uh, funding. Yeah. Sam, your house was um, not one of those that was destroyed, but I passed by uh, your house right after the siege, and it had all of the marks of the, the heavy caliber bullets. Have you managed to restore your ancestral home? The, our Ground Zero house uh, is destroyed. It's totally destroyed. Uh, our ma- house in the where you saw, where yeah. we had seminars uh, with uh, PCID, the women, mm-hmm. uh, they were big holes, grenade holes. Yeah. And uh, that five months siege uh, had uh, really lost a lot of stuff uh, in, the, in the house, a lot of... Uh, um, heirlooms so uh the uh, we're very grateful that uh, the philippine defense the pnp uh have managed to keep the non-ground zero up and uh we are hoping for the claims board to be set up in case that we can still ask <laughs> and we are not ground zero uh half of us but our ground zero of course has to be priority but uh, we hope that they can allot a lot already time and budget for the claims why did it take so long for the claims board to be organized and to start operating, Sam? 
So the president, uh, uh, under President Duterte, had already approved of the law just before he left office. So uh, President BBM had to inherit now the the finding of money or the finding of uh, resources. But uh, the the Congress per, uh, Congress was not as fast as quick. Mm. So it was only organized after almost a year when President Bongbong Marcos sat. Yeah, well, as you said, um, we are marginalized. So if you're out Far of from sight, sight, we couldn't lobby. Yes, ma'am. We couldn't lobby as much. That's right. But we're grateful for groups like Inside Gov and you, PCID, for highlighting, as always, the evacuees. So we had a little bit of NGO support, like IID, Davao. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, this led to the, uh, I think, led to the pressure to pass the MCB, Marawi Compensation Law, the board. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Sam, after after the Eid. There's a lot of work that we need to do to get more and more women empowered and run after the 30%, Samira. We've got to start organizing the women in Lanao so that you have more women who can work with you and help resolve the problems of the Bakwit community that we have defending for so many yes. years. But before we end, Sam, yes. shout out to the new lawyer. <laughs> yes. What would be your message to our listeners and to all of the Muslims who have been celebrating Ramadan and who would have just finished celebrating the Eid as our show? Uh, gets released uh, on Sunday. What would be your message, your Eid message for everybody, Sam? Thank you, ma'am, uh, Amina. I think uh, I'd like to address the young people when they're scrolling. Uh, I think our 12 hours of scrolling should also dedicate time to knowing about what is happening in Aqsa, in Palestine and around the world, and of course in the IDP's shelters in Sulu and Marawi, uh, Maguindanao. Uh, there's so much wealth of uh, information and human rights, even a uh, situation that we need to know about transitional justice. So as young people, we have all the space and place to push a petition, help us IDPs get our voices out. And uh, also the women, hindi po tayo. We are, not, uh, we are not for just the back burner or the kitchens. Let's create kitchens outside the public spaces. Let's transform our cooking into public voicing. Thank you so much, Sam. Dear listeners, you've heard uh, Samira Gutuk Tumawis and her plea for your support and, uh, and understanding. And if you want to send a message to Samira, why don't you send her an email through us at shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. Let me repeat that. Shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to make sure that Samira gets your message. So dear Sam, Ramadan Karim, advance uh, Eid Barak to you and, and your family and your baby, who's now how many years old? Seven years old. Now. Wow. And to your seven-year-old <laughs> baby, I hope you, you have a wonderful Eid. Um, together with uh, thanks to the tech week thank you hi YouTube <laughs> it's my first time again <laughs> in a long time 
So, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this frank conversation with Samira Kutuk-Tumawis. And for all of us who are here in the Philippines, we hope that you would give a thought, say a little prayer, as Sam had mentioned, to our brothers and sisters who are suffering, who have been unable to really celebrate the the spirit, the meaning of uh, Iftar and the Eid in places like Palestine after the attack on Al-Aqsa Mosque, places like Sudan, places like the Rohingya community in Myanmar. Say a little prayer for our brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Amina Rasul from the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying bye for now and join us again next week. Bye! She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.